All right, welcome to episode 11 of the My Three Picks podcast. Jez Smith is my guest today, and I'm so I'm so pleased and honored that he, uh, he accepted the invitation to come on the show. Magazines he's worked for, Italian and Australian Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, InStyle, GQ. Uh, he's worked with some incredible celebrities like Kate Blanchett, Eva Green, Serena Williams, and Christy Turlington, and just a very narrow slice of some of the clients he's worked with include L'Oreal, Levi's, Sunglass Hut, Virgin Atlantic, and Tiffany & Co. And now Jez can add the My Three Picks podcast to that illustrious list of accomplishments. Um, <laughs> but before we get started, I do have a quick story to tell. And I just wanted to say this because it's a really a testament to the kind of guy Jez is. I started I follow, started following Jez on, on Instagram a few years ago and, you know, prime, you know because his work is so great. And like some of it's just incredibly simple shots of early morning walks to the gym. Um, others are, you know, obviously some of the more uh, popular stuff and, and, and published stuff that he does. But there's something very simple and powerful about the images that he produces. But anyway, I ended up sending Jez a direct message about some random starting a question that all newbie photographers have. And I think it was about equipment or something. But what resulted was probably uh, a back and forth of about... 15, a conversation that landed about 15 minutes with Jez sharing his thoughts and giving me some pearls of wisdom about his career and getting started as a photographer. And I was just completely wowed by it because, you know, A, he, he bothered to share the time uh, and thoughts with me. And, and B, I was just some random guy on Instagram. So I've always remembered that. And I'm forever grateful to him for doing that. And I just, again, I just think that's kind of a, a, a testament to the kind of guy he is. So Jez, welcome to the show. Oh my God, how do I follow that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, thank you. God, I'm, I'm sitting here blushing. Thank you for the kind words. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like talk about like lift me up to slam me down I, and, and anything that i say from now on i'm going to sound like an asshole oh no it's, yeah, it's all good it's all good um oh, dear. Yeah, no. i'll try my best not to be one <laughs> yeah well again i'm 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 so pleased that you took the time to come on the show and i, I really do appreciate it but i want to i want to start off by just saying and you and you've you've shared with me three great pictures but i wanted to ask, ask you just to kick things off what was the experience of that like going back through some of your photos and trying to select the three you wanted to include? You know, it's, it's surprisingly easy for me because there's so few pictures that I've taken that I'm actually happy with. Okay. So um, the ones that I picked for you, uh, images that kind of, um, I guess, sum up moments in my career that okay. were s seminal or important or, uh, you know, there was some sort of personal breakthrough for me. Yeah. Um, in them and that's why that's why they're sort of meaningful to me but i mean any picture that i could take i can always look back on and pull apart so yeah well, of course you know, no doubt it's a, and, and i think that's part of the job of being a photographer is to never be satisfied well actually of being a creative mm. is to never never be satisfied with um anything that you do right um and, you know, I always say the day that I sort of sit back and go, I've got this, you know, I know what I'm doing is the day that I should quit. <laughs> so, yes, right, right. You know, I love yeah. that, I, that I continue to learn. Yeah, so, no, that's that's a great way of putting it. Like lifelong learning, I think, is a great thing. So that's, that's a good keeps, it. keeps you young. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. Like what? So I mean, I mean, I, these you know these photos that you chose, like you know, they're they're some of your favorites. Like, what were some of the emotions that you felt like looking? I mean, I don't know. Do you look at these every day? Do you look at these particular images a lot? Or 
No. Um, I mean, look, obviously with social media and stuff, stuff gets posted and reposted sometimes. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's – I mean, it is quite interesting to look back through the archive. Do you know But <laughs> When I go really far back in the archive, the yeah. thing that kind of surprises me a lot of the time is, you know what, that's not bad considering I had no – Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I had no fucking clue what I was doing at the time. Right. So, you know, sometimes I look back and I go, that's actually okay. I yeah. mean, there's times when I look back and I go, God, that's awful. More like, why did you ever shoot it like that? <laughs> yeah, but right. there are, there, there are, you know, those images that kind of come to meaning something to you, mean something to you. You just yeah. kind of go, uh, like, I look back at some of my, old, especially the old, the sort of early editorial stuff. Yeah. When I really, I was in my 20s and I really, I'd never had a photography lesson in my life. Mm-hmm. I did a graphic design degree in England and, you know, we had a very, very loose sort of photography induction course in, right. in the basics. Right. Um, so for me, when I look back at that stuff, I think, God, I really was just sort of flying by sheer naivety and uh, kind of tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, to achieve some of the some of the images that I, that, I, that I achieved. Yeah. Um, but there's always that kind of thing of like, oh my God, I could have so easily screwed that up. <laughs> Totally. When, I, when I look back on some of the earlier stuff, you know, it's a bit yeah. like, <laughs> right. just, 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 I pulled that off, but that's a miracle that I pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, I think for, and I've, I've talked to other um, creatives because this, this podcast is not just exclusively for talk for photographers. And actually I, I hope moving forward that other, you know, different types of creatives will join, but I do, you know, predominantly get photographers because, um, you know, <laughs> We love to talk yeah. about our pictures, right? Like, <laughs> there's no shortage. There's like a you know no shortage of things to say. But um, you know, one of the things they say, some people say, is like it's a very fine line, particularly early in a career, of being like on the knife's edge of either being a complete shit show, uh, yeah, or being a success, right? And and many people tell a similar story, you know, of just being like, I had some breaks, and and the next thing I knew, I was you know doing some great oh. stuff. I mean, look, I've been told numerous times in my career, you'll never work again. What are you doing? You'll never work again. You'll never, you know, get out, get out of town. Your work's not suitable here. Yeah. Numerous times. And so it's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think every photographer has those stories, particularly photographers that work in the commercial world. You know, it's, it's, uh, it can be tough out there. Yeah. Um, I feel particularly sorry for young photographers at the moment because it's just, mm. you know, with the sort of the demise of magazines, um, you know, I started off shooting free street press um, and, you know, street magazine. Actually, my first ever, my first ever shoot was for Interview Magazine in New York, mm-hmm. um, which was, I was interning there because I've got a graphic design degree. So I was interning there in the, in the design, uh, the editorial department, the graphics department. Yeah. And, um, you know, in a production meeting, they just sort of said, oh, we need this stuff, you know, we need these products shot. Who, who can we get to do it? And I just put my hand up and said, oh, I can do it. Right. And I, and I was so naive that I took, I, I shot it with my little Nikon um, with on-camera flash and yep. took the took the, the the shots in in the little Kodak envelope because I'd had them processed at a one-hour Kodak processing yeah. booth. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't know that there was professional labs Right. So, right. so, and I took took them into the magazine, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's so cute! That's so street that you got the vote." And I'm like, "Really? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was an alternative." So it's yeah, it's yeah. moments like that where you kind of think, "Well, I was so naive and so sort of stupid, but that's kind of what got me noticed in a way." So. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's all of that sort of stuff where you, you you know I think it's just a I just think it's such a shame that the you know magazines aren't what they used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a there was such a great. I mean, as much as it was difficult to and you know they pay terribly and all that kind of stuff, mm. it it was still a really beautiful creative outlet for young photographers. Yeah, I mean, I can I can even remember back to like my first experiences I had with photography and and fashion. Uh, and, and that was when I, I would I'd go over to my best friend's house and we would look at his sister's L magazines yes. and it was just, I just loved, I loved everything about it. You know, I loved the, 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 the size of the, the images, like the, 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 the weight of the magazine, you know, all that yeah. stuff, the smell. And, yeah. you know, I, I think the other, another piece was that my dad was an architect. So I think I came by like this sense or appreciation of kind of design and form uh by osmosis you know just by being yeah yeah, yeah yeah did you have any did you have any early experiences like that you can think of beyond beyond like photography but just kind of in terms of like that appreciation of kind of form and and fashion so i always say it's a, it's a really interesting um my story is kind of interesting because i had none of that okay i grew up i grew up in a really kind of um I mean, gosh, this is <laughs> the conversation is going to go off on a tangent. But oh, I had a, it's supposed to. It's supposed to. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had a very, very kind of working class background um, childhood. My, my parents had nothing to do with the arts at all. I mean, my dad was a painter and decorator and people yep. say to me, oh, you know, so I was an interior designer and I said, no, 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 he painted walls and put up right. wallpaper for 40 right. years. Like, I think the thing that I got from my parents was probably a work ethic. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, my... Like, I remember going on during the summer holidays, I'd go and help my dad paint for a couple of hours. And I'd be, you know, as a kid, I'd be eight. My arm would be aching after 10 minutes. Right. And my dad, my dad father did that for 40 years to, right. you know, put us through school and stuff. So I, I do have an utmost respect to them for the, the, the sort of work ethic they instilled in me. Yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, I don't know where my taste came from or comes from except that I remember at a very very early age in the little town where I grew up thinking there's a lot more than this Mm. and there's more and I want more Mm. and and that wasn't in terms of monetary success or it was just life experience stuff Um, I couldn't wait to leave school because I was itching to be an adult and right, right. you know, I, I used to get so frustrated at school with the bad teachers because I was like, "I'm here to learn," and yeah. you know, you're not teaching me very well. And right. I just, um, I sort of, I knew from I would say probably age twelve that the way that I was going to get out of where I grew up mm-hmm. was to just be smarter and work harder than anybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I did extra O level. Uh, uh, this is the, going back a few years in England where you, they used to do O levels. So yeah, I used yeah. to, I did extra O levels at my lunch in my lunch break. Mm-hmm. I did like I'm so ridiculously overqualified because um, I was just like I've got to, I've got to be smarter i've got to have more qualifications right. i've got to you know right. I, there was no plan b for me yeah um and so i kind of uh yeah i, I for, for me I, I think i just absorbed everything i remember we used to have like a non-uniform school day where you paid a certain amount like you paid 50 pence yeah, to charity yeah, yeah i did the same. Yeah, I, yeah so my i remember saving up all of my monies that what money that I was working in McDonald's at you know age 15 yeah. to buy a junior Gautier t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and just being so kind of obsessed with this one particular very simple black t-shirt that had junior written across the chest yeah, yeah. and um 
and I just I think I think it's it's just in me. There is just like a sort of um, you know I grew up reading the Face magazine and ID and you know it, it, it just that whole sort of street culture in England. I do yep. think it's a massive part of British culture. Yeah. Um, and it kind of you know I always say you know, the the thing about fashion is it does communicate. And it can tell you the, what kind of what kind of music a person's into, and what kind mm. of street tribe they belong to, and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I'm not I'm not necessarily sure, but the stuff that fashion tells you about someone is the important stuff. Mm. I kind of feel like knowing whether someone's honest or kind or mm. has integrity is more important than what street tribe they belong to. Right. But there is a communication there, and I think for me, as a young at a young age, that was. Um, you know, that was something that I was really interested in. I was interested in exploring the world beyond what I knew. Why don't let's jump into your first image? Oh, can I just say, sorry, there, there was a point to that whole waffle that I just went through. Yeah, go, 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 go. So my point is that I always say to people, I'm the prime example of if you want it enough, you can do it. Because there was no, I had no, you know, art history background. I had no, no one in my family was a photographer. There was, there was no reason on this planet other for me to be doing what I'm doing other than I wanted to. Okay. And I really, I have a huge belief in, you know, if you set your mind to something and you work hard enough and you're willing to take the knocks and you can, anyone can achieve anything. Um, okay. Waffle complete. Let's go back to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, sorry. Go back, let's go back to that image. So I didn't, and I apologize. It didn't, I, I kind of ordered them myself. So I started with the, the, the male dancer. Yep. Is that, is that a good place to start? That's a good place to start. Okay. Yeah. Let's start there. So tell me, tell me about this one. Like what, what's, what's the, what's the, um, why'd you pick this one? So I picked this one because the technique that I used in it um, kind of for a while became very much kind of my, uh, my calling card. And it was sort of, um, it kind of sums up a lot of my attitude towards lighting and towards the sort of creativity in photography. Okay. So I, 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 I basically, it was. I, I used, I'm an ex dancer myself. So you talk about the Royal Ballet. I actually, I, I was. I got off to place the Royal Ballet when I was very young. Um, okay. And did, but I didn't want to be a ballet dancer. So I wanted. I wanted to be like in you know, Janet Jackson videos. Yeah. Um, so, so dancing kind of very quickly sort of lost its shine for me when I kind of said no to it. Okay. Um, but I love working with dancers and I did, um, I got asked to shoot a campaign for Sydney Dance Company by Raphael Bonicello, who's an incredible choreographer, a contemporary dance choreographer, mm. um, who came to Australia to, I was living in Sydney at the time, came to Australia to be their creative artistic director. Um, and I sort of developed this technique where, because, because I love shooting dancers and movement, I, yeah. m- the question in my head was how do I show movement in a still photograph? Right. So I was, I was like, I, n- I, need to know, I need to be able to show where they finish, but I need to show where they started in right. the movement. Right. So this, the, the, the image, the, the light trails in the image, that's all done in camera. So that image is not retouched at all. And look, 
I, like I, I, I love it, and yeah. and um, you know what I love about it is this. So, so there's no rule. Like with me, the way that I shoot is it's very kind of um, organic, and mm-hmm. I like even on a big advertising job, I'll still halfway through the job, I go, you know what, it, it looks fine like that, but let me just give me half an hour to play with the light, and I'll make it better. Yeah, and like I, I think that sort of fearlessness to be able to do that. So halfway through the shoot is, I think, one of most sort of my strongest points as a photographer mm. um but the thing that i love about this technique is it's completely random so you know i set the aperture and i set, set the shutter speed as it should be but it depends on the way that i move with the dancer so the dancer moves but then mm. i also move okay and the direction of my movement dictates the light trails Got it. so um it's kind of a very sort of random and the speed that I move changes the way it looks and the, and all there's so many sort of variables in it. So what comes up on screen um, is kind of a surprise every time. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I love about photography. And, I, you know, that I think so many people get caught up in the, um, in, the techni- in the technical side of photography yeah. that they forget about the emotional side of photographs mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, for me, it's all about the emotion. Like, right. I, like I've never had a photography lesson in my life. I don't know what yeah. the right way, the right yeah. way to do something is. So yeah. for me, it's I'll do any way that I can to get the result that I want, the image that's in my head, yeah, out onto whatever format that it's going to be put onto. Right. Um, and so uh, this photography, this photograph for me was that 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 was the start of a kind of period of my career where, um, you know, I became known as the the lighting guy, yeah, because um, I could make the light dance and people. Yeah. I mean, I had really much much more experienced photographers coming up to me and saying, "Oh, you know, that's got to be all done in post." And I was like, "No, no, no, that's in camera." Yeah, yeah, Incredible. and they, you know. I, I, yeah, and, and it's funny. It's amazing, actually, the, the number of really kind of high-profile photographers that have got no idea how to do it, and then mm. a student photographer will go, "Oh, yeah, you know, that's a combination of fashion," <laughs> and it just, you know, and and they're absolutely right. And right. it's just, I mean, I think anyone that sort of treats photography as a craft, yeah, will know how that's done. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what I mean. And 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 but the, the I suppose the the, the thing. It was one of those situations where I had a problem. How do I show movement in a still yeah. photograph? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I kind of conquered the problem. I right. solved the problem. Yeah. yeah. By by actually just the the the, the using my sort of uh, the, the what feels like common sense to me knowledge yeah. of lighting. Yeah. Well, that's that's I mean that then that and that's a gift, right? To be able to to do that, um, and not look like a complete lunatic like when you know what i mean particularly if you're working with with a client i suppose too like i i mean and by no means am i like remotely close to being a professional photographer but like <clears throat> when i do go on a shoot and i'm doing something with a, a model for example like there's there's an there's an energy there like that i could screw <laughs> this up you know and and we talked about that you know before like you could screw this up and so i think that kind of anxiety or uh brings a lot of a focus really right yeah but the thing is the the thing I, I mean look i feel like my strength is that i'm able to say you know what i screwed that up let me do it again yeah like i i i, I have no like i say to my my digital operator all the time 
if it's out of focus or it's overexposed or I'm losing shadow detail or I'm losing because I've changed the angle or I've done something because I walk around changing the lights all the time just like oh I'll go up three tenths on that and I'll do just mm. you know it's a process in my head that I kind of do constantly mm. and and they're like oh no but I can't say that in front of the client I'm like if I'm out of focus you shout across the room Jez mm. you idiot focus mm-hmm. you know like I don't I don't want to waste 20 captures on an out of focus image like if i'm not if i'm not doing my job properly you tell me and i don't care who's in the room yeah. if they i get paid for my taste and if they can't understand that in that process where i'm lost mm. in the connection between me and the whoever i'm photographing i mean i've walked nearly walked backwards off cliffs i've nearly walked backwards into swimming pools i've because yeah. i'm so focused on what's in front of me right and so, the, the, you know, that's, for me, that's my job to do that. And sometimes the, um, you know, sometimes the technical stuff gets pushed aside in that moment because, yep. you're, because you're consumed by what you're photographing. Right. And I don't think you're a bad photographer to turn around and go, oh, God, no, I need to reshoot that because that looks awful because I wasn't paying attention to every element that's happening in the shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. No, I do. Um, you know, I asked this to some people on the show too, and because I, th- I get different answers, but do you consider yourself an artist? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I do now. Okay. Very much so, but it's taken me at least 45 years to be able to admit that to myself. Okay. It's really only been in the last kind of maybe five, six, seven years that I've kind of gone, you know what? Because for me, an artist is someone who has opinions and expresses them through their work. Yeah. And I think I I fell into fashion photography and a big part of it, I think, for me for a long time was going, oh, you know, if someone said, oh, I love your work, blah, 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 I would just say, oh, I just take pictures of clothes. Right. You know, I just, I'm a commercial photographer, I just sell product Mm. because that was my way of avoiding the artist sort of conundrum. (laughs) Because where I grew grew up, if you were an artist, you were probably a little bit of a wanker. (laughs) You know, like if you went around saying you're an artist, it wasn't a cool thing to do or to say that you were. Um, And now finally at nearly 50 years old, Mm. um, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what, now fuck that, I'm an artist. Like I have opinions, I want to express the way I feel through my work and you know, there's certain kind of photos that I don't want to take. I'm not interested in taking. And, yeah. um, you know, I very much perceive, particularly with my personal work, um, you know, it's there's a there's a real aesthetic to it. It's mm-hmm. dark. It's atmospheric. It's kind of tortured a lot in a lot, in a lot of ways. And I and I, that's me. Like I love that. That's they're very very personal to me. And yeah. to me, that's art. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I. I... I think I was kind of had like, what there's like that word, like there's like a, uh, you know, when you're talking about like skinny fat people and they're like, I got, I've got a, I've got a, I've got like a, a fat person living inside me, but I'm skinny. I think yeah, I was yeah. the same with like, I have an art, I had an artist living inside me, yeah, but I just never let it come out or I never acknowledged yes. it in any way. Right. And so, yeah. but now when I, when I, even when I do the podcast, you know, or I do take some images myself, 
I, I'm very proud to say like that's art, you know, because yeah. it feels good. And I think for me, that's always been my definition of art too, is like to, to some degree is like, it's so, it's so subjective, like what is good and bad art. And if of it, course. for me, it's like, if it makes, if you, if you, if you derive pleasure from it, like either yeah. by looking at it or being in the process of creating it yourself, more to it, you know, it's yeah. all, like enjoy it. I, but at the same time, I'm also very pragmatic and realistic about the fact that I work as a commercial photographer. So for me on a job, I'm there to fulfill the brief. Like my job is to send the client home happy with the images. And any, 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 anything other than that, and I'm failing at my job. Yeah. But if you want to talk to me about my, my, my personal work or editorial, then that's my that's me. And if yeah. it's not me, I'm not going to do it. Right. And it's that simple. Like every artist in the world has to balance the art and the commerce. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the Sistine Chapel was a commission job. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 um you've got to you've got to be realistic about that. I think in this world, and if you are going to work as a commercial photographer, then you've got to. It's not about. It's not always about your personal vision. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to, I mean, there are times when, like with certain clients, that they, they pay me very much as a creative and, and yeah. we, concept, we conceptualize campaigns together. Yeah. And then there's other jobs where it's like, this is the layout, this is what we want. We want the, the person to be in this part of the section of the, the frame and we want this and this is where right. the type is going to go and you just and you do, do the this. job. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the case, then they're going to pay me a lot of money to do it and to right. push my creativity aside. And if they're, if that's not the case and I've got freedom, then I'm willing to, you know, I, I yeah. work for a lot of arts organizations that, you know, and they pay, you know, not a lot because they don't have a lot of money, but I'm willing to do that because I yeah. get the creativity and that's you get, the balance. You get something out of it too, right? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I got. I mean, speaking of just, just pure, uh, unfiltered beauty. Can we talk about the Kate Blanchett shot? <laughs> yes. I mean, holy cow! That, that, that is one of the greatest photographs I've ever seen in my life. Oh God, thank you. Like, Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's so, well. That's, I mean, that's thanks to her. <laughs> I was about to say, like, well done, Jez, but well done, Kate, too. I mean, like, yes. you know, holy smokes. Like, how yeah. was that? How was working with her? So the reason Kate's in there is because that picture's one of my favourite pictures I've ever taken yeah, again. sure. And it was so simple with just one yeah. light. Mm. And we shot But the reason that I put it in there really was just because she, um, she taught me, well, firstly, she's the only celebrity that I've ever photographed that turned up by herself without a PA and, or an entourage of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she just... She was just so smart and so intelligent. And I wish she, the image was for, she was doing a production of Hedda Gabler uh, mm-hmm. in a Sydney dance company, but I shot, shot the image in London. Mm-hmm. And I just said to her, look, you know, I'll be honest with you, Kate, I don't actually know the play very well, so I'll be led by you. Yeah. And it was still in the days of film, so we were shooting film. And I think I shot 20 rolls of film before I even realised that I'd shot any. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she was just, her performance was like every, she'd just look away from camera and she'd look back and yeah. every time it would just be subtly different mm-hmm. and just a different, and like I could feel the emotion in my body yeah. through the camera, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it just, I think that was the starting point of me going, I really want to connect with my subjects and I want to feel real 
mm-hmm. moments with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, she obviously it was, it was a big breakthrough for me career-wise to shoot someone like that. Yep. Um, and I loved the fact that so she used the shot for a long time apparently as her own PR shot. So yep. I loved the fact that she loved it. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was just one of those things where the where I learned so much from her about feeling through the camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that it was you know it was kind of I'm, I, I think to truth be told I'm always looking for that every shoot with someone again sure. to replicate that moment to replicate the feeling that I got from. But when oh, she yeah. left when she left the studio, I mean, so often when you shoot celebrities, you know, there's they they're they love they love you and you're the creature making them look beautiful and yeah, and yeah. and you know and I understand very much that that's you know I always say all of the kind of um, sort of most sort of glamorous moments in my life have come from the fact that I'm a photographer it's mm-hmm. it's, it's all because they love my work and therefore mm-hmm. I get invited to these things or I get asked to do something or but it's all sort of the, the basis is all in my, it's all about my work not about me as a person and. The thing with Kate was, you know, quite often that, you know, celebrities will say, oh, let's catch up for a drink or let's, you know, you know, and occasionally you become friends with them. Yeah. But when she left the studio, I was like, oh, I want to be your friend. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Totally. Uh, You know, and not because she's Kate Blanchett, because she was just so smart and for the conversation, you know, and I was just like, oh, you're... Like please, I could please, learn from please you. Please tell me your friends. Please tell me your friends. No, we we actually well no we're not. I can't oh, say we're friends. Jess, God. I know. I'm sadly I'm not. Well, because we we she actually tried to book me for a, a couple of campaigns afterwards and through, you know political stuff that didn't happen. And then um, I actually shot for Sydney Sydney Theatre Company when she was the uh, when she was the creative director a few yeah. years later. Yeah. And she I was shooting William Hurt. The actor William Hurt, yep. and um, she just she just popped her head into to the studio to okay. sort of check out what's happening, and she straight away she's hey Jess, how are you going? Oh, nice, nice, nice. And you know, I'm sure if I I'm not very good at pursuing that stuff, you know, I, yeah. I don't kind of uh, I'm not a yeah. You know, if she if she said to me, "Oh, can I get your number? Let's go for a drink." I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, okay, yeah, yeah we can, <laughs> of course. But you know, I'm not I'm not going to be the first because I think part of the part of the thing about when I'm shooting those people yeah. is that they know that that's not really my agenda. Like, right. They, I actually don't give a toss who they are. I mean, I've met everyone literally from Madonna to the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And, you know, for me, if they're good at what they do, that's great. Yeah. Um, but while they're in my studio, they're there, yeah. you know, it's, it's they're, they're paying me to, for what I do. Right. Um, so I don't, and have kind of I don't I'm not like starstruck in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, this is what we're going to do today. It's going to look like this. I want you to be this kind of like with actresses or actors. I always try and give them a character for the day so yeah. they can because most actors hate being photographed as themselves. Yeah. So you know, there's a whole process, but it's mostly bowl them over with enthusiasm. It's the yeah. way that I deal with those people. <laughs> oh, that's great. so many questions but we're, we're just we're just rolling here I don't, i'm gonna cut out some stuff i'll have you all night um you you've worked with obviously some you know folks people like kate blanchett and others like some of the most beautiful men and women on the planet um yeah. we haven't worked together yet so i, I i'm not totally 100 saying there but um 
has your has your has your thoughts or perception of kind of like beauty changed over the years? Oh, it's so passe. <laughs> it's, I mean, beauty is just genetic potluck. It's it's literally their eyes happen to be in a the right place compared to their nose. It's just it's got nothing to do with what the person's earned or worked for or deserved or look. Um, I suppose the, the thing with me is I see beauty in a shaft of light hitting a trash can. Yeah, yeah. So I see beauty everywhere, but but sort of that that kind of um, traditional idea of beauty. Just for me, it's like it's. I mean, absolutely, I, I love to look at a beautiful picture of a beautiful person. Sure. But it's just beauty. Yeah. It's 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 literally like. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with what makes a person worthwhile in life, whether yeah. they're kind or they're honest or they're, you know, all of that stuff that kind of isn't held in such high esteem as beauty in this, all, you know, superficial society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I, you know, beauty's, beauty's great. The thing that I, where I do hold beauty in some regard is that, you know, I work with a lot of real people, not models or celebrities. Yeah. And, you know, I've had women look up at the computer and burst into tears because they they didn't think that they were beautiful and I've taken yeah. a beautiful picture of them. Yeah. And I, I always say, and this is what sort of drives a lot of my work now, is I, I always say that, um, it you know, being beautiful isn't important and beauty is not important, but when you've never felt beautiful in your life and someone shows you the beauty that they see in you, then that's a tiny, tiny little gift that you can give to someone. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it, it's 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 not important, but it's the, that's the thing that gives me a huge thrill at the end of the day is when yeah. I can send someone home. Like I do a lot of camp- like I shoot a skincare campaign um, for a company based in New Zealand that we shoot their real customers. Yeah. And there's no retouching, and we shoot from 15 to 50, 60, whatever age that they have to happen to be. Yeah. So these people come into the studio and they're most of the time they've never been shot professionally before. They're shaking like a leaf a lot of the time. Right. And, you know, within 15, 20 minutes with me, I'm getting these great flirting performance, you know, yeah. cheeky, laughing, kind of, you know, emotive yeah. performances out of them. And that's absolutely what, make, you know, makes my heart sing to be able to do that and for them to look at the computer and go, oh, my God, that's me. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's so and, amazing. And, it, it's it's honestly it's the thing that kind of took me out of shooting fashion and more into shooting um, with clients with some kind of social agenda and and, yeah. and more sort of real people stuff because I just yeah. I, I just I just shot a billboard campaign recently in Australia of a mm. size twenty two model okay. um, wearing a bikini on the beach yeah. and there, it was a big billboard campaign across Australia and it's the first time. That a, that a girl of that size, yep. dress size, has ever been put onto a billboard in, in a swimwear campaign in Australia. Wow. And I've just had the most beautiful messages from young girls saying yeah. to me, yeah. thank you for just making me feel like I'm okay. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. and it's stuff, stuff you know, it's, of course there's health issues and all that kind of stuff around that stuff mm-hmm. but for me it was very much about saying you know every person man woman regardless of size shape age ethnicity whatever mm-hmm. has a right has a right to feel comfortable in their own skin and sure. you know to be able to 
be part of promoting that positivity is just amazing to me. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, as you say, like, we, we do have bills to pay. But if you can kind of merge all these things that you enjoy, right? Like you enjoy, you enjoy, I mean, I, I think you enjoy the process of taking photos, right? Like going oh to set four hours, like you, you like it, right? Like, oh my God, there's nothing makes me happier. <laughs> yeah. So if you can, if you can do that and also make someone feel beautiful and then on another day, pay some bills and take some great shots that are just, you know, are, are great shots yeah. too, then what could be yeah. better? Exactly. I mean, I always say on the worst day with the worst client, there's still nothing that I'd rather be doing. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, I, um, like I am Jez, the photographer, like Mm -hmm. I eat, live, I see photos everywhere, every day, every moment, every time I turn my head, there's a, you know, there's a shaft of light. Like I wake up at 4am every morning because I want to watch the sunrise because I love the way the light Changing light changes the way things look, and yeah. I mean, you've you've seen the pictures that I take Wonder yeah. Man Street at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, I love them. It, thank you. Um, I love taking them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just you know it's 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 like I mean I do other stuff like I paint and I write a little bit as well, but I it, for me making pictures is kind of it's what I'm put here for. It mm-hmm. feels that it's, it's that kind of. Um, deeply ingrained in myself let's go to your your third image your third pick and that's yep. the back the back of the uh woman i'm guessing she's a dancer too she's a dancer she's one of that's juliet barton she's one of the dancers with the dance company um okay. but the reason i picked that image was that uh so one of the you know we're talking about sort of career highlights one of the most amazing things for me was um i had my first solo exhibition and it was you know, growing up, I don't think I ever even dreamed of ever having a solo exhibition. I don't think I even dreamed of having an exhibition. Yeah. And then from my first solo exhibition to be at the Sydney Opera House, mm. um, and they erected 20 metal plinths along the side of the Opera House and yeah. put my images up on them. Wow. I mean, that was, for, for, if, you, if you saw where I grew up and where I sort of came from, and then on the other side of the world, yeah. I'm this little little guy lived from a working class family with his picture, you know, being asked to exhibit at Sydney Opera House for a month, mm. which, which, and I spent two months shooting Sydney Chance Company in rehearsal, um, which was just incredible to see them. The, the, the talent just, it's just breathtaking. Yeah. But to, for me, that was, you know, when you, you sort of say, you know, do you look back at your pictures? Or you, that moment was the moment where I, I kind of allowed myself for a second to go, you did okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. I mean, and what that, an honor. Like, that's so beautiful, too, that they, they would recognize your work like that, too. And, and just to be asked to do it yeah. and to be, you know, just the opportunity. Like, I was like, if I, I thought, you know, I was like, at the best, if I ever had a solo exhibition, it would be like in a little gallery in a laneway somewhere and, you know, I'd yeah. invite a few friends. And for it to be in that that sort of forum was just, it was, I mean, you know, mm. I was standing there with my pictures and then I look across and there's the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the Opera yeah. House is behind them. And it was just kind of like, That's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, give, yeah, give yourself a bit of credit here, Jay. Yeah. You did okay. You did um, all right. Yeah. But the reason that I picked that particular image was because there's there was all of this 
um, you know, lots of images of them dancing and bodies intertwined around each other. And mm. it, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was just from a technical point of view, it was a really interesting experience for me because it was there was no lighting where they rehearsed. There was no lighting. I wasn't allowed to direct them at all because mm-hmm. they were they were in rehearsal and they were very serious. So right. I literally had to learn the dance so I okay. could preempt where they would be right. in the next in the next second because they move so fast yeah. that I couldn't there was no time to focus on them and I was shooting wide open like two two point eight yeah. um and really pushing the boundaries of low light digital photography at the time because it was not as advanced as it is now. Yeah. And so there was but there were days when I literally didn't get a single frame in focus. Right. So it was, you know, technically challenging as well as kind of, you know, how do I make these pictures have some feeling and how do I make them not look like every other dance photo ever done? Mm-hmm. The reason that I love this picture is because it was her moment of stillness in amongst mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me that sort of that, that the thing about photography is you are just capturing a moment. Mm-hmm. And if you can capture the real moment, mm-hmm. that really that moves other people too and yeah. and you know if 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 the point of photography isn't to get a make you know make people react whether it's selling something so they react to go and buy it yeah. but you know or whether if they just you know the picture comes to signify something to them emotionally yeah. but just that you know it's for me that was just like in amongst all the dance was this girl mm. focused mm. dedicated and isolated in her drive to become perfection yeah yeah and that's that's why i picked that picture wow i mean you remember do you remember i mean i'm sure you do uh like alvin ailey dance in new york city yes yes absolutely you know yeah. and the photos yeah. the photos that were taken by 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 photographers then of of the dancers yeah. then the black and whites they were so incredible I don't yeah remember, amazing i remember that very vividly yeah um what like i just have i just want to a last question for you what do you what do you think if you if you weren't a photographer first of all what do you think you'd be doing and then what do you what do you think your friends would say you should be doing (laughs) (laughs) they would say he should definitely just be a photographer (laughs) he's terrible (laughs) at anything else (laughs) i think if i wasn't a photographer i may be an art director of some kind okay because I, because I've got a graphic design degree, uh, yeah. it would definitely be creative. I mean, I also I write poetry. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I paint a little bit. But I think I'm just like I have this thing where I just feel like this lifetime, I'm all I'm here to do is create. And if yeah. I'm not creating, I'm sort of pointless because there's not a lot else that I can do. Because I, I can't knock, I can't knock the, a nail in the wall straight, and I, you know, I'm I'm a very flawed human being. Oh, and I'm, <laughs> oh it's true. And well, I'm we just all are, to, I suppose, right? Like, we are. Some yeah. so, some some flaws are more obvious than others. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just sort of, I really strongly believe that I'm. Like, look, there's been times in my career when I haven't been working and where I've questioned whether I should stop being a photographer. Yeah. And the simple fact is that it, I don't know what I would be if I wasn't a photographer. Well, <laughs> I mean, you, have, you just, have a great singularity of purpose then, you know? Yeah. There was, people say to me, did, did you ever think that you wouldn't be successful? And I say, no, I didn't have a plan B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have time for a quick fire round? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Okay. Black and white or color? Black and white. Tim Tams or digestives? Neither. 
terrible for you. (laughs) (laughs) Dream portrait subject. So there's, there's, I I recently messaged someone on, um, well, Tilda Swinton, I would love to photograph, but also uh, Phoebe Waller, uh, Waller, uh, do you you know the TV show um, Fleabag? Yeah. The English show. Yeah. I actually recently, I can't believe I'm admitting this, I recently sent her a message on Instagram and said to her, you don't know me, but so it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's the writer and the actress in Fleabag and I just... I just think she's brilliant. And so I sent her a message on Instagram saying, I would really love to take a picture. If you ever need a free portrait, I'll do whatever you want for nothing. Amazing. Um, yeah, but I didn't hear back from her. So she probably just thinks that I'm some sort of nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love to photograph her. Who else? There's a couple more. Uh, there was some to someone the other day that oh, I would have loved to photograph Kate Moss. Like yep. she, yep. I photographed Chrissy Turlington, um, you know, and various yep. other supers, but I never got to photograph Kate. And yep. I just feel like she and I would have had a sort of, um, like I get, I got her and she was yeah. my favourite and she yeah. was sort of of that early 90s era. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would have loved to photograph her That's as far as models go. Um, yeah. But it's normally like, you know, normally really strong, powerful, talented, intellectually stimulating women yeah. that I want to photograph. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good. Yeah. You know, do you know who I would love to do? Who? Monica Bellucci. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. Love, I would love to take her picture. Love it. Yeah. But this is not my three picks. This is your three picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, top album you would take to a desert island? Uh, Porter's Head Dummy. Okay. Um, yeah. The last one. Word or phrase you most overuse? I should talk to your friends about this, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, probably. Hang on. Uh, I mean, on a shoot or generally? Just generally. Oh, God. What <laughs> I don't uh, What do I overuse? Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to connect with your friends and people that you work with to see if that's that's actually true on that one. Um, what I was, what I was going to say at work, the thing I would probably say the most is, oh, is that a bit shit? <laughs> when I'm looking at the computer, and I like my assistants to tell me, like my, I used, my George, my old assistant used to say to me, mm, I've seen you do better, and, and then that would be my cue to be like, okay. <laughs> I gotta work harder. I gotta do better at this. Oh. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's it, Jess. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show. My absolute pleasure. It's yeah. been really, really fun talking to you. What's What's coming up for you? What have you got? Any projects or things you can tell us about? Well, I, I'm working on my first book. Okay. Um, which uh, I'm very quite excited about. I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah. Um, uh, it's basically going to be, uh, I'm hoping, a tribute to all of the incredible women that I've worked with over the years. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited about that because it's it's a sort of passion project, but also it'll be, you know, going back through the archives and yeah. just re- remind myself of how lucky I've been. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep our eyes open for that one. Um, as I said, like I'm, I'm so thrilled that you came on the show today and I would I would definitely encourage everyone to you know check out jess's work wherever and whenever you can one of the one of the best ways to do that is through his website which is jessmithphotography.com 
or through Instagram at Jazz Smith Studio. And you can see all of Jez's amazing work, but you can also see Jez's walk to the gym in the morning, which I've always enjoyed. I like that, you know, the, that, that blade, uh, that ray of light, you will get some good moments on the Instagram for that. So, um, but once again, Jez, thanks so much and, um, and take care. Thank you for having me. And that's our show. Uh, big thanks to Jez for coming on the show today. What a story. I knew it would be fun. I knew it would be fun to talk to Jez. I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't expecting like just the wealth of stuff and sharing about his life and just his inspirations and his approaches to photography and being a creator. And I think that that is super cool. So I'm also super happy to hear about all the good things that Jez has going on. As always, if you want to give me any feedback about the show, I'm happy to hear it. You can get to me through my website or through Instagram. And the links are those. Both of those are on my page. And please, yeah, subscribe, download, uh, click on those buttons in Apple, Spotify, or Google, wherever you get your download, wherever you get your podcast from, excuse me. And that helps. It really helps the show. I look forward to chatting with you again on our next show. Uh, Toronto musician and uh, really interesting guy uh, Zach Kellen will be on the show he'll talk to us about his new charity that he's working with called Zero to Song very cool and that'll be on the next show so until then uh, have a great week everybody and I will talk to you soon ciao